On this week's episode, we're jumping into a vintage true crime classic that leads us to an award-winning movie with the Clutter family murders and the infamous Truman Capote novel turned film in cold blood. So lock up your safe and meet us in the pod shed. We're drinking hot mess expresses and talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Beep, 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 beep. How's it going, B? Fuck if I know. Listen, we don't know where we're at or what we're doing. It is hot. It so is. So that's exciting. We do know that. <laughs> and we have a hot new feature for our pod shed. What did we just put up, B? We've got our magic mesh. I wonder if I could do some magic mesh ASMR. Uh, maybe. Let's see. Let's see if it picks up. Hold on. Oh, it definitely picked up. I know. I liked it. <laughs> In case you guys don't know about Magic Mesh, this is from the people who bring you the clapper, mm-hmm. which we've already talked about in previous episodes. B gifted me the clapper for Christmas. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. And Who's it's got the clap? I do. We do. <laughs> and it's great. I use I use my clapper every night. Yeah, you do. And, and you so, think about me while you do it. That's right. And then out of this magic box of 90s um, <laughs> as seen on Nostalgia. TV tricks that B has, she pulled out Magic Mesh. Magic Mesh is a mesh screen door. If you're too poor to afford one, <laughs> you just tack it up to the wood around your door. And then it has like these magnets in the middle so you can like you know, dramatically open both sides and whoosh the through it. The sound is amazing. And then the magnets clickety-clickety-clack back together. Mm-hmm. So like we're trying to get some airflow through the pod shed. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. And we're trying to cre- keep the critters off. That's the thing. Right. We could keep the door open for the airflow, but it's keeping the outside out. And in case you're new around here, welcome. Our pod shed is what used to be my garden shed that mm-hmm. my husband drywalled, fixed up, put carpet, furniture, whatever. And he did a great job, but it is still a fucking garden shed in my backyard. Yeah. So creepy crawlies try to infiltrate whenever they can. So hopefully the magic mesh stops it. All right, B, it's 90 degrees outside and I'm dying of thirst. I and know. You're making me wait. I was going to say, so I think let's unveil. 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 Drum roll. <laughs> my husband made an up. Oh, Uh-oh. you ready? No, I'm terrified. He got the teas. I am not drinking a truly tea. That's why I also brought vodka. Thank God. And we can make them into tickety talkities. <sighs> I know. Thank God. Yeah. And just for kicks, if we want a splash of something pink, I think this is pink. The hibiscus thing that Cherie left at the house. So we don't know what this is going to be. It's Isn't a that surprise. kombucha? It's got alcohol in it. <laughs> Four percent. Hey, listen. So this is my surprise of the night. I don't know what I'm going to serve you. So listen, who cares? It's happening. After a bottle of wine, you could serve me anything. I definitely say we start with the wine. And that was going to be my question. Perfect. Please. I need my I need my thirst quenched. And I'm already not a like. Yeah, the truly tea thing is not my gig. 
oh, it's bad. We know that. It's terrible. But apparently he was drunk enough to forget how bad it was. And he was excited. When did he buy buy it drunk? No, like. I guess he was so drunk the night we were drinking them oh. that he forgot. I think mean, he went to the store drunk and was no, like, yes. was it Halloween? Girl, I don't remember. I don't you want me to remember every time we've drank something? Seriously. Jesus Christ. Speaking of alcohol, so um, can't find that boozy coffee that we keep talking about, but have you seen the commercial that they now make the Nitro Cold Brew Guinness? I think they've had that for a little while. Uh, I don't think so. They say it's brand new on the commercial. Oh, okay. Because it's a cold brew coffee. But it's Guinness. With Guinness. But it's the nitro cold brew coffee and huh. Guinness mixed. I mean, it's worth a shot. Normally, the idea of like beer and coffee or boozy coffee doesn't really do it for me. But the fact that Guinness is already so like dark and creamy and it feels Girl, like. Girl, imagine the cupcakes that it's going to fucking make. Delicious. Ooh. And again. You know, put some rum chata in there. Let's get crazy. I bet you it's delicious. It's not going to be a car bomb. It's going to be a cold brew bomb. <laughs> it's going to be what happens in our pants after we drink Seriously. more than two. All right. You want to be a bitch or a cunt? Um, I want to be a bitch. I'm bitch. feeling pretty bitchy. Oh, it is the end of my work week. So. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Clinks. All right. So I have, what do you want to start with? Book review? Hmm. Oh, it's been a while. Well, it's been a while because I was in a reading slump after. Remember, I tried to read that super depressing book. Yeah, where everybody died. <laughs> I made it, like and a, they were all kids. I made it a quarter of the way through, and I was like, yeah. I'm not doing this. Thank shit. goodness. Um, I purchased a signed copy of Seth Rogen's book. Wow, yearbook. Did I tell you that? No, I got a signed copy of his new book. Cool. And I feel like Seth Rogen. If you're listening, first of all, I'm your biggest fan, Ooh. number one fan. Um, also, I feel like you sold yourself short, my dude, because he was selling signed copies of that book for like cover price, like 28 bucks or whatever. I could see him doing that for sure. I know. And I'm like, I would have bought this unsigned for whatever the cover price was. Yeah. No. Anyways, I'm very excited to own it. Did you just inhale it in like one reading? Basically. Yeah. I've been reading it for the past 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. I'm almost done. Yeah. I'm on like the last chapter or two. Mm -hmm. And it's just like any of the other celebrity type stuffs. It's uh, like, you know, each chapter is a recap or a story or something that's happened either in his life or meeting another celebrity Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's funny. You laugh a lot. Lots of drug stories. Yeah. Lots of drug stories. Does he drop names or does he? Oh, he's dropping all the names. Love that. The only name he doesn't drop because, in case you guys don't know, Super Bad. Everybody in Super Bad is based on real people, and it's based on him and his writing partner, partner Evan, and their other best friend Mike Fogel's real life high school situations. So they wanted to name everybody in the movie after the people in the real life, except for. Emma Stone is Emma Stone yeah Emma Stone's character was a real character that Seth really had a thing for and they went on a couple dates and it didn't work out and blah 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 blah. but he was a stand-up comedian at the time so he like made some jokes about her which were like tasteful jokes he wasn't like demeaning her or anything but just the fact that he was making jokes about her and she was like 16 or whatever she was kind of sensitive about it yeah so he swore in the movie and she was the only person out of their high school who did not give the green light to use her real name interesting so he had to make up a name for the movie and then out of respect he also made up a name for the book 
there you go. So other than that, though, he drops all the names, celebrity names. He's talking, not talking shit, but if there's somebody who's like yeah. an unfavorable light, he he tells you about it. So I love me some Seth Rogen and great book. Five stars, five knives. Awesome. What about you? Were you watching anything? Got a movie review. Let's hear it, girl. We watched Thunder Force, the new Melissa McCarthy Octavia, what, no, what's her name? Octavia Spencer? Yes. Yeah. On Netflix. Okay. I don't think I got very good reviews, which explains why I loved it. Loved it, yeah. It's exactly what you fucking think it's going to be. It's exactly what you sign up for. Two real-life best friends, both funny as fuck. Oh, yeah, because they are besties in real life. They were, life. like, in each other's weddings and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Fun. So real-life best friends both funny as fuck on their own yeah combined in a movie where they play superheroes great it's exactly that and they're like average women playing superheroes correct you know we're not getting the scarlett johansson's and the captain marvel which listen good for them those are awesome it's so silly and just a good time just All a right. good giggle. Listen, nothing wrong with one of those Mm-mm. movies. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's well made. <laughs> Do you see my leg? Do you know what that is? No. That's hair color. Amazing. I don't know how it, it got... seeped through your clothes. It probably maybe? seeped through my dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I also have some around my ankle because I had a the same client. I got a splooge of hair color down. I was wearing like ankle boots and it like went into my ankle boot and I felt it. And I like cleaned it up, but there must have still been some residual because now it looks like I have a weird sock mark, but it's from hair color. Yep. So there you go. I'm all colored up. All right. Well, I'll watch it. Yeah. It's just a good time. And it's got Jason fucking Bateman in it. I'll watch absolutely anything with Jason Bateman. He's so good. And him and Melissa McCarthy have this unspoken like chemistry. Yeah. Anything they do together is gold. So funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Bateman is definitely, I don't love him quite as much as I do Seth Rogen, but he's in the same category as I'll watch them do fucking anything. anything. A serious role, fine. A funny role, even better. Like Speaking of serious, have you seen Jason Bateman in Ozark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lou and I watch Ozark. Yeah. So great. I know, because some people who don't, but if you don't, it's fucking killer. It's so good. great, but my favorite (laughs) character is the blonde girl. Oh, yeah. With the curly hair. Absolutely. She makes the show. Or... The old man who. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, he was the shit. He was the best. Mm-hmm. All right. Great movie review. Great book review. Great show. Um, We're giving you everything. What'd you do for Memorial Day? I haven't seen. By the way, guys, I haven't seen B since last time we recorded a week ago. So Memorial Day weekend was fucking awesome. Oh. Right. Because we started it off with the fair. We recorded that yeah. night. Mm-hmm. We had such a great time at the fair. You had the world's biggest corn dogs that mm-hmm. I was so jealous of. It was like the size of an arm. Saturday, Nick got so far with the pond. Like, he's so proud, so happy. They're building a duck pond, in case we haven't told you guys. The waterfall's incredible. Ooh. He's got plants out there now. Oh. Like, it's a fucking vibe. Yeah, I'm going to go out there sat, and drink. Mm-hmm, Violet and I sat out there tonight. She had a popsicle, and I was just sitting out there listening to it. It was everything. Nice. Mm-hmm. We had Stephanie and her family over for Sunday. Mm-hmm. We had dinner. Ended up having so much fun. They all spent the night. Cute. And then Monday was just a chill family day, getting our shit together because Violet is a fr- officially in pre-K. She's 
upgraded from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Yeah, my baby's all grown up. So Tuesday was her first day in the butterfly room, but Monday, the tail end of the Memorial Day weekend, we realized Mimosa was missing. The cat. The pet cat who we've only had for a year. Exactly a year. Uh Uh-huh. And so we're like, fuck it. Like, it's been a crazy weekend. We've been in and out of the house. We've had people here. She's probably just doing her own thing. Yeah. 24 hours goes by. Because Mimosa does, she gets around town. Yeah. Like, I see her all the time when y'all aren't home. She's on people's roofs. Right. But she's, she's in trees. That's just it. She's been doing that shit for a year. No problem. Yeah. She loses her collars every other day. Yeah. We have to buy her a new collar every week, but she's chipped. Um, But that's just it. She comes home. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. So when it was like 48 hours... I was convinced that that was it. We at first I was thinking like we were thinking a predator got her. Mm-hmm. But then the plot thickened because she has a brother. The yep. people who gave you Mimosa mm-hmm. had her brother and her brother had gone missing. Like, would you say the month before that? Mm-hmm. Her brother had gone missing. And these are very responsible cat owners. They own multiple cats. And, and they were devastated. And I could, and as soon as she told me that, I'm like, some neighbor is it's out here cats. fucking catnapping uh-huh. a certain because they're the, also the only ones with their coloring out of yep. all the neighborhood cats. Uh-huh. And I'm like, some crazy person out there is obsessed with these cats and catnapped them both. And so I'm. it's in no way comparable or anything. It's fucking mangoes and broccoli. But it made me think a lot about our podcast and the parents who can't ever find their kids because it I wasn't so upset about something happening to her. It was me not ever knowing. Right. It just not making fucking sense in my head. Right. Me spinning in circles, going every possible scenario. Yeah, yeah. Like even the good scenarios. Like maybe she just found a fucking house that gives her wet food. Right. And she's inside this air conditioned lifestyle with wet food, getting fat, living it up. But it was the uncertainty, the unknown that was eating us alive. And how long was she missing for? For four days. And then? But not in what? How hot has it been? Oh, yeah. It's been in the hundreds. Every fucking day. Every day. Low. The lowest is like, what, 60? And that's when we say 60, we mean at like 5 a.m. Exactly. It finally cool. And then it just heats right back up. Right. And it stays hot all well into the night. It stays warm. Yeah. So then Thursday, I had to fucking fist fight one of my chickens <laughs> because the bitch is broady. And if you don't have chickens and you don't know what that means, it means she's trying to hatch our eggs and we don't have a rooster. Yeah, she's going through it. All right. She's so, very hormonal. Yeah. And so trying to explain that to her, she gets very upset. And then all the chickens get upset and it's loud. So then I got loud. And out of nowhere, I hear the softest, faintest meow. And I know my cat's meow. It's a very distinct meow. It's very <laughs> sassy. And I think I'm fucking crazy. I think I'm making it up. I'm like, it's 100 degrees. I'm delirious. I'm fighting a chicken. Right. I'm when- fighting a chicken. I miss my cat. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm about to break down crying. And so I go get my husband. I'm like, just stand out here with me. Just tell me I'm not fucking crazy. And he hears it. And he flies over the fence. Yeah. Like, I didn't even have time to blink. And he's in our neighbor's yard. Neighbors, we don't know. Yeah. It's not the neighbors with the pool and the kids that we talk to. We don't fucking know these people. We mm. share a fence with Mystery them. neighbors. Yeah. 
And when he can't get into their shed and realizes we're in an unknown territory, (laughs) (laughs) he quickly gets back over the fence, drives around, and saves the day. Mimosa is home, and she is fine, and it doesn't make any sense, and I don't want to question it because... Like, you said not only is she fine, she's, like, better than ever. She's thriving. (laughs) She's got fucking attitude. She is just full of life. Well, she knows she's a bad bitch now. Mm -hmm. She's like, look what I just arrived. I'm hoping she learned a little bit of a lesson because I've got my eye on her when she's outside, and she does seem a little bit more cautious. Like, she's looking around, but she's not leaving so much. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll but take it. Because I've had outdoor cats before, and that's never happened to me. Well, I've had two outdoor cats, and they both got eaten by owls. Yeah. So. And Nick's, Nick was like, if any kind of predator got her, it would have to be like a flying predator like that. Well, we have hawks that just circle yeah. our neighborhood mm-hmm. 24 hours. Well, not 24 hours a day, but mm-hmm. whenever the whenever it's daylight, if you look up into our sky at any point, you'll see a hawk. that's another thing. I've never seen her even come home looking like she's been in a fight. Yeah. Well, like, all of our all of our neighborhood cats are, are pretty chill, mm-hmm. and the only predators would be like an airborne yeah. situation. It's not like we have coyotes or anything like we do in the bay. Exactly. So, it is what it is. But mimosas home. Yeah. Needless to say, I, I drank a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you now have a pre-K student, and I have a. Middle school student. Uh, I know. Uh-uh. My oldest daughter just graduated, air quote, graduated fifth grade, and she's moving on to sixth grade and middle school in California. She's officially the age and grade that B and I met a thousand years ago. I can't. And she seems so much cooler and more mature than we were. Well, everyone in her generation is because they have the internet. Yeah. So they are exposed to the world. Yeah. Which can be a scary thing. Yeah. But it can also be a really good thing. Like, she's always had the parental controls and stuff right. on her phones and whatever. Um, she doesn't even have a phone that's an actual phone. She has yeah. a phone that's hooked up to the Wi-Fi that right. she can, like, watch YouTube on or whatever. But my point is, is that they see all the other kids in the world and all the other cultures. And they're way more woke than we are. And it's like their generation has, like, just these big inside jokes amongst themselves mm-hmm. that, like, no other generations know what they're talking about. They're just really cool. They are. They're very cool and open-minded. Okay, so there we go. We got big kids happening. We got summer has officially started. Cicadas are out chirping. Weather's hitting triple digits. It's the best. <laughs> Violet had her introductory swim lesson today. Oh, her first one. How'd it go? Mm -hmm. Eh, It could have gone worse. Mm -hmm. Right? She focuses on me way too much. Like, mom, look, I'm doing it. Mom, look. And I'm like, just pretend I'm not fucking here. Listen, there's pros and cons to everything. That is a con to having an only child. Yeah. She's like obsessed with you. Right. So it's like, just pay attention to the teachers. And fortunately, they were all girls. So she was just fawning all over all of them. Yeah. Like, look at my bathing suit. And look at my hair pony. Yeah. Um, but she was the only one who like went under underwater. Nice. Numerous times. We'll take it. Mm -hmm. We love it. So even though she didn't do the best at following instructions, I feel like she was the most confident in the water. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Zoe starts, um, in two weeks, she'll be down at my mom's house in the Bay area and she'll do her little swim lessons. My big kids have been swimming in, we have like a. Well, they were trying to go. We have like this community. What do you call that? I guess it's a community pool, but it's like a natural made 
pool thing mm-hmm. that anybody can use. It's it's huge. Like people kayak in it. Yeah. Even though you're not going anywhere, but because the water moves. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so um, the lady, my son's best friend's mom watches the kids while I'm at work and they get home from school or whatever. And she took them there like a couple times this week. And they were there for like from the time they got off of school until they, they Is the closed snack shack it down. open? Um, I don't know. I have to ask. Okay. They brought and that snacks. park over there is amazing. I love that park. Yeah, they actually w- went upstream because the main pool part was so crowded. Yeah, but they found like a little secret spot. Yeah. Locals only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but a gr- like and deep enough for the big kids to jump, and there yeah. was like this fallen tree, and yep. so those uh, are the best. Yeah, and yeah. so the. Our friend sent me. You pic- just have to be careful of the homeless people. But during the day. Yeah. yeah and I'm sure there was like, you know, because there was a bunch of other kids there, too. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, it was just so cute. She sent me pictures of them climbing up on the tree and like jumping into the river. And they just remind me of like the Lost Boys. Yeah. You know, it was so cute. Mm-hmm. I loved it. That's amazing. Yeah. You've heard about the park like after sundown, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just making sure I haven't. I don't need to hear about it to just know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so that's all that we've been up to. We've been talking now for about Ever. 25 <laughs> hours. Should we get into it tonight? Please. This is episode 43. Okay. If we wouldn't have had so many weeks where we skipped weeks, we would be hitting our one year anniversary for the 50th episode, which is... Of course. Because isn't it like 50 weeks in a year or something? Really? <laughs> Why do you do this to us? Everybody drink. Why does she do this to me? Why? Uh, I'll drink on it. Right. Oh, I'll Google days. it. Yeah. if I know. Episode 43. We are doing the Clutter Family Murders. And what I'm so excited to hear about this movie. What movie did you watch, B? Oh, you're going to be because I'm throwing a curveball at you. You don't Uh-oh. know what movie I did. Ooh, you watched a different movie? But I did In Cold Blood. Yeah. The miniseries oh. from 1996. I did see that there was a miniseries, mm-hmm. but um, I think this might be another TikTok murder. I have to look, but I Amazing. think I think the Clutter family murders came up on my TikTok. Fucking TikTok crime talk, one, man. And then I found out there's a movie about it. Yeah. So because so, the movie you had sent me to do was like another 1967, 1968. Like a famous. Yeah. Just respected, renowned. And I was having none of that. And I believe it's a like a Hollywood noir style yeah, it, yeah. fancy movie. Uh-huh. So I wanted none of that. And I know. I thought it was so funny. As soon as you hear who's in mine, you'll know why I went the route oh. I went. Oh, I know that there's multiple reasons why you went the route that you well, went. Well, yes. <laughs> I was really excited for you to watch the boring one, though. Well, meh, meh. coming at you with all sorts of surprises. Okay, Drink okay, surprises, okay. movie surprises. I know. Do we want to play our game this week? Uh, surprises. That's one of them. Start Surpri- drinking. <laughs> right. The door's a surprise. The drink's a surprise. The movie's a surprise. Um. Let's see. How about every time I say so? Oh yeah. Or um. Mm-hmm. That that'll do it for you right there. That's a good one. Um. Can you think of anything else? Are you good? Surprises. So. Um, oh, you want to stick with the surprises thing? Oh, yeah. They're drinking. Okay. <laughs> so let's do that. Anytime that one of us is surprised by something, mm-hmm. anytime I say so. And anytime. Take a drink. I, yeah. Light up. Oh, anytime you light up. That's yep. a good one. Anytime you hear the flick, flick, flick of that lighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Boop, boop. So I got everything from a podcast episode. Um, podcast is called Insight. 
great podcast. They did a great job. Good job, ladies. Also two women. Of course, our best friend, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Couldn't have this podcast without Wikipedia. Nope. And a great article on Medium.com from Josie Clackstrom. Josie. Hope I said that right, Josie. 1959, Holcomb, Kansas Mm -hmm. is a very small town about a population of 300 people. In this population of people is the Clutter family, led by Herb Cup. I'm going to say Cutter a million times. The drink to that. Drink to any time I say Cutter on accident or B. Herb Clutter met his wife, Bonnie, in college. Herb was, this is so our town because we're a college town. Herb was an ag major, an oh agriculture major, and his wife was going to college to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Boom. Those are our, the two biggest majors in our town. Anywhere in this area. Ag yeah. and uh-huh. nurses. Absolutely. So he was an ag major. She was a nursing student. They get married, and Herb buys this farm with a huge 14-room farmhouse mm-hmm. on it. But he does it in this area that it's like generational farmers generations of farmers have owned their farms and quite frankly they don't think this new kid's gonna cut it then how'd he get his hands on the land like i think the, he just I, bought it okay i don't well, know like nobody a family must have died out is what I i'm guess. thinking mm-hmm. i have no idea or it wasn't an established farm it might have been just the house with the hold on please pause it might have been just the house on a nice piece of land and he yeah. started from scratch amazing i don't good know for him but i don't know if that's true yeah nobody said anything we're gonna say it's true and i'm gonna say good for fucking him so nobody believes in him but he has all this knowledge that he learned in college about like all this new technology of how to grow crops mm-hmm. and he proves them all wrong and mm-hmm. quickly has a very prosperous successful farm Do we know what the crop is wheat Mm. is definitely one of them i don't know if he has multiple crops but they said that he had new like technology for growing wheat okay bonnie of course they get married she gets knocked up she drops out of nursing school to have her baby and ends up being a stay-at-home mom housewife farmer's wife typical of the time typical of the time we now have four kids eviana beverly nancy and kenyon kenyon i think Kenyon. Yeah, but Kenyon sounds like there's an A instead of an O. Okay. And it's Kenyon. Okay. Listen, let us know in the comments. Did you say Evian was one? Eviana. Eviana. Or E-V-E-A-N-N-A. Either way, it's just... Eviana. I know, they have great taste in Mm -hmm. names. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Suck the life out of you. So the family, they're pillars of the community, Herb is in everything. He's in all the social clubs, all the charities. So all even the, though at first everyone's like, fuck these newcomers, he's earned his place. That's right. And mm-hmm. they welcome him in. They welcome them in as part of the community. Fucking do it, Herb. They're super outgoing, yeah. social, salt of the earth people. You know that you can trust Herb Cl- Clutter. Yes. <laughs> you know that he is a man of his word. Yes. And that his family is a good, all-American, salt-of-the-earth, God-fearing Christian family. Mm -hmm. Right? Great people. Mm -hmm. Great to do business with. Successful. Blah, 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 blah. The whole thing. Perfect. Even, so, I guess, and this is something you wouldn't know because you didn't watch the The movie. movie. But 
I guess Bonnie's portrayed as having like crippling depression Ooh. to the point where she can't get out of bed or take care of her kids. Okay. The family takes real offense at that take on Bonnie. Okay. They said that was not their mom, that she was also a very outgoing, fun, sweet, kind mom. She was a great wife. Huh. She had really bad back pain. And okay. so sometimes she had a hard time getting out of bed or doing stuff because her back hurt so bad. Interesting. And in those times, Herb, and this is amazing, of the 50s, would just come in, pick up the yeah. slack. He was very kind and understanding about it. Not like, come on, woman, get it together. Yeah. Nope. He just came in and picked up the slack and kept it moving. Amazing. Love him. Love them. Yeah. So they can't find anybody who, after the crime happens... Police can't find anybody that has anything bad to say about the family, yeah. period. Only glowing reviews about the family. Right, so there's what's the motive when everybody loves these fucking people? Right. Yeah, of course. How confusing. And I don't know. What time is this happening? Like in the late... 1959. Yeah, so what was crime like in Kansas at that point? Who knows? Yeah. So in 1959, their two oldest are now out of the house. They're grown and have moved on. Nancy is 16. Kenyon is 15. They both go to the same high school. Nancy, very much like her dad, the whole outgoing, part of all the social mm -hmm. clubs, part of 4-H, all of the things, just like her daddy. She's a daddy's girl. She has a boyfriend Ooh. who dad, it's not that he doesn't approve of the boyfriend. He doesn't necessarily approve of her having, having a, boyfriend, a boyfriend, period. Yeah. That being said... The boyfriend still welcome over at the house. Right. He comes over for dinner. He comes over to watch movies with the family. Because Herb's a fucking stand up man. Yeah. And he even gives her permission to still go out on dates with him, go to the movies with him and whatever. He just, you know, it's not his favorite thing in the world, but he's not stopping them from seeing each other. Good for him. He's so that's what our beautiful clutter family is doing. Meanwhile, 400 miles away. <laughs> Two ex-convicts <coughs> named Perry Smith and Dick Hickrock, which is the best. <laughs> I mean, his real name's Richard, Richard but uh, fuck yeah. that. I'm calling him Dick he's, Hickrock. Yeah, no, he's Dick. Dick Hickrock is such a porn name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're planning a robbery. Dick was in prison, and his cellmate, whose name is Floyd Wells, used to be a farmhand for one Herb Clutter. And Floyd tells Dick that this farmer he used to work for was super successful and prosperous and that he keeps loads of money in his house. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's got a safe with like 10 G's in it. Right. Which, come on, 10 G's in that time. And because he was a farmhand, he knows like the layout of the property and like mm -hmm. the rough layout of the house. Yeah. He knows where Herb's office is because Herb does so much local business that he actually has a, an office that's attached to the house but has its own entrance so that way all the farmhands and people he does business with doesn't have to walk through his family's home yeah so there's like an outside entrance to this office yeah so floyd informs him of like the rough layout right yeah dick calls perry gets perry in on it and they start planning their robbery they drive the 400 miles to the farm and they get there the early morning hours of November 15th. They come in through an unlocked door through the office to look for that safe. And there is no fucking safe. Yep. 
So they figure they must be inside the house. So they enter the home with gloves and ropes mm-hmm. and flashlights and a knife and a shotgun. Mm-hmm. They find Herb alone in bed. Bonnie at this point is sleeping in a different bedroom because it's the only way she can comfortably sleep, which mm-hmm. immediately made me think of you. Oh, my God. My <laughs> dream come true. If, if B has any problem sleeping or is uncomfortable at all, she will for sure just sleep in a different part of the house. Mm-hmm. So Bonnie has her own room for sleeping. It helps her. So they find Herb alone in bed. They grab him, drag him out of the room, ask him where the safe is. What safe? What are you guys talking about? Well, then where's all the cash? What cash? What are you like? He has no idea what they're talking about. So they tie up and gag the rest of the family members, including Herb. Mm hmm. They go through the house searching for the safe or searching for some cash, and they come up pretty empty-handed. Also, to note, Herb doesn't deal in cash. He pays everybody with checks, Uh and everybody in the town knows that Herb deals in checks. Uh He wouldn't have all this money laying around. So they come up empty-handed. They go to Herb, and in a fit of rage, Perry slices his throat and then shoots him in the back of the head. So then they go on to kill the rest of Herb's family by shooting them all in the head. Awesome. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, not a complete waste at all. They leave the farmhouse with roughly $50, which in today's money is about $440 Uh cash, um, a small transistor radio, and a pair of binoculars. Oh. And that's all they get out of the house after killing four fucking people. Yeah. To note, Perry wants it to be known that he has to stop Dick from raping Nancy, the teenage daughter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's actually true. You know, Dick did admit that he had a thing for very young girls and that he did have it in his head that he was going to rape Nancy. Perry wants everybody to know that he stopped that from happening. Okay. By killing the family. Yeah. So. He's the better man. Fantastic. Right. It could have been a lot worse. So later that morning, a friend of Nancy is waiting for the Clutter family to pick her up from her home for church. Mm-hmm. She's the only member of her family who goes to church. And the Clutter family being the Clutter family. They to welcome. pick her up every Sunday and take her to church of with them. Course. When they don't show up in time to pick her up, she tries calling and there's no answer. Mm-hmm. She can't get through on the phone line. Which is also very weird. Yep. So she talks to her dad about it and her dad's like, let's go to your other friend's house because they also pick up this other friend of Nancy's to take her to church. They go to the other friend's house and they're not. Same thing. Yep. Same thing. Haven't seen or heard from Mm -hmm. them. So like, well, maybe they slept in. Right. And so they dad drives both girls over to the Clutter family house to see if they had slept in for church. And when the house is obviously dark and nobody's answering the door, the girls decide to go in. Yeah. And thinking that, oh, we'll just go wake up the family. Right. They can't miss church. How fucking horrifying. They find Nancy and Bonnie in their beds. They find Herb and Kenyon in the basement. Mm -hmm. Kenyon's been tied to a couch, but they did put a pillow under his head. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. Herb has been hung from a pipe despite having died from either 
the throat slicing or the gunshot wound to the head. That's what killed him. But for some reason, after he died, they still hung him from a pipe. Okay. By 10 a.m., the police are there. Everyone's there. They're swarming the farm. Yeah. This is huge. Like you said, mm-hmm. what crime happens and in this Podunk, is Kansas? horrendous today. Yeah. So for then, <laughs> the worst case scenario. Yep. Um, they're being, the police are being led by Alvin Dewey. He's friends with Herb. He leads a team of about 18 officers and I'm assuming detectives. And I'm assuming a lot of these guys probably know Herb as well, right? Mm-hmm. He's a man of the town. These are probably his friends right. trying to solve his family's murders. Mm-hmm. They interview fucking everyone. Anyone who's had any contact with this family, <laughs> they are grilling them. Because they have fucking nothing. Like, who's going to kill this family? They also put out a reward of $1,000 for information that would lead to the arrest of the murderers. So they do take a break for the funeral, okay. which about 600 people attend oh. in a town of 300 people. Oh, my god. 600 people show up to the funeral. Incredible. And about a week after that, one of the older sisters, I'm not sure who, actually has her wedding, which feels like a weird thing. But they did it as kind of like a tribute to to her family and like kind of a cathartic experience. Well, not only that, like also every anniversary, it's going to be like a connection. Yeah. Yeah. So she had a wedding and actually the Clutter family, the future generations still talk about it as being like this big highlight in their family's history. Wow. They don't have any suspects. First person they're going to look at is the boyfriend of Nancy. Mm -hmm. That feels like a natural place to start because dad did not necessarily approve of her having a boyfriend. But quite frankly, they have no evidence that says he did it. And actually, they have like the opposite of evidence, which is even though dad didn't approve, he was still allowing them to date. He was still allowed in the house. And what would he get gain out of killing her entire family? The next person, and they, the police didn't, I don't think the police thought about this, but they had mentioned this on the podcast. Interesting timing that Herb himself, the day before the murders, had just signed off on a life insurance policy Uh that covers his whole family. Yep. But that doesn't make sense either because one, he had signed that off on, Let's assume it must have been a Saturday, right? If they were found early Sunday morning. Yeah. So he had signed that off on Saturday. There wasn't even time for the guy to go like file it and process it. Mm -mm. And second of all, Herb ended up dead. So like what? He's not going to gain anything from that. Mm -hmm. Plus, it goes against every ounce of his nature. Of course. That we've ever heard of. So it's just weird timing, right? The film from the crime scene, they took pictures of the crime scene, finally gets developed. And they're going through it with a fine tooth comb. And under, I didn't know they had ultraviolet, ultraviolet. I wouldn't have known. Lights back then? No. But under ultraviolet lights, they see that a boot print has been left near one of the bodies Mm -hmm. on the crime scene. Mm -hmm. Why that's significant is because everybody was in bed. Everybody was barefoot. Mm -hmm. So that boot print has to be from From our murderer. Yeah. However... That doesn't do too much for them because everyone has boots. <laughs> what are they going to do? Kansas. Look at everybody's boots in Kansas. Yeah. But I mean, they also have a size and it's something. It's better than nothing. 
friends, you know, once they clean up the whatever, friends come in and tour the house and make lists for the police of anything that's missing. Mm hmm. To know all of Bonnie's jewelry was still there. Weird. The place hadn't been like ransacked at all. I know. You would think like, if it was a robbery that they would have like torn through there and found some shit, exactly. but they didn't. Yeah. So that was all very weird and interesting. So by Christmas, because this happens in November, by mm -hmm. Christmas, Floyd is ratting for his life. Oh. He contacts detectives and tells them that he knows exactly who did it. And he wants the reward money and he wants time off of his yeah. prison sentence. Get it, Floyd. Meanwhile, Dick and Perry are two pieces of shit for the episode are on the run. They're kind of just on a tear through the southwest of mm -hmm. America. They're mm -hmm. writing bad checks. They're just doing, you know, regular piece of shit guy stuff. Yeah, You know, just outlaw things. They're arrested in Las Vegas because they're driving a stolen car. 30 minutes before they were arrested... They had picked up a package that they had mailed to themselves from New Mexico. Okay. Right? In that package is the pair of boots oh, that match the print. Ha, ha, ha. Had they been arrested 30 minutes prior, they would have had no physical evidence pinning them for the murders. It would have just been Floyd's word against theirs. Okay. But... These dum-dums have the package with the boot. Hey, get rid of the boots, huh? You think? You need the boots that bad? Right. Um, and then it reminds me of Mommy Dead and Dearest. They fucking mailed that shit. Yeah. Dum-dums. Right? Yeah. Let's fucking keep the evidence and mail it to ourselves. Awesome. So, of course, eventually they confess and they blame each other. Right. Everyone starts playing the blame game. Mm-hmm. March 1960, they're both found guilty. They both get sentenced to the death penalty. They spend five years on death row where they fucking will talk to anybody who wants to listen about right. the disgusting details of the murders they committed. Ew. Yeah, they sound real remorseful. That's a bummer. Then on April 14th, 1964, they are both hung from the gallows. I don't know if it's side by side, but that's how I like to picture it. Okay. Perry is 36. Dick is 33. Dang, boys. While they were still alive, they spent uh, many times speaking to Harper Lee. Bailey, I will personally hand you $100 if you can tell me who Harper Lee is. It sounds like something book related. It is. She wrote a very famous book that I guarantee you had to read in high school. Okay. Cannot tell you what said book is, but I know it's book related. Does that count? No. <laughs> that does not get you the $100 bill. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. Yeah. She wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Ah, uh, no, never would have gotten that. So they speak to her and this dude named Truman Capote, who's also uh, an award-winning author, because Truman Capote wants to write a book about the Clutter family murders. So he interviews those pieces of shit a lot, and he interviews the locals and anyone who will talk to him that was involved in the case. And in 19... 66, his true crime book, In Cold Blood, comes out. It's a bestseller right out the gate. And to this day, it is still the second best-selling true crime book of all time, right behind Helter Skelter, which is about the Manson family murders. Cool. Great. The Clutter family doesn't, not very fucking happy with Truman Capote. Oh. Because of the way he betray, betrayed, betrayed, portrayed 
some of the family members in the like book. Like said, the mom already. Yeah, and that he exaggerated to the point of like lying almost. Oh. So the Clutter family and actually the town locals, none of them are big fans of Truman Capote or his fucking book. Dang. So take that and smoke it. Okay. In 1967, the movie In Cold Blood is released. It's filmed on location in the town mm. it's nominated for all kinds of awards and that's that mm-hmm. so the house was actually never torn down it's still standing wow. for the longest time the owners of it i guess the new owners of it would like charge people five dollars a person for a tour of the house because mm-hmm. they were getting that many people like knocking on their door asking questions yeah. so they start just started Charging people to come see where a family was brutally murdered, which feels weird and disgusting to me. Uh, it happens. I mean, people will pay for that kind of. Sh- There's tours about. I know, but houses. it's still so weird. I know. And as of 4:20, as of April 2020, the house went on the market for 150 to 200 thousand dollars. And that's where we're at now with. The Clutter Family House. That's the Clutter Family Murders. Okay. That's awful. It is awful. How's your drink that you just made? Not as awful as you'd think. So I'd love to make you one before I start my half. Let me chug. Mm -hmm. Or you don't even have to chug because I could use some of that towards the beverage, right? There's going to be some wine in it anyways. Amen. We'll just pause all this. So, no, I want to hear about how you found out on TikTok. Like... I just I have a lot of true crime stuff on my TikTok for you page and a lot of it's a lot of people who do what I kind of I want to do it too I'm just not great at TikToks but you know it's just them talking about true crime cases right and then sometimes one will catch my eye and I'll screenshot it and then I'll look to see if there's a movie based on it right and in this case not only had had I never heard of this before, but there's like a world famous movie based on it. <laughs> no. You said you brought vodka. That's rum. No, it's in a rum bottle. Another surprise. I what know. a surprise. <laughs> vodka in a rum bottle. You don't you never know what you're gonna get with B. Surprise. Bro, I could not for the life of me find a flask in my house. <laughs> that feels weird. Right? But I know I have of at least twenty. Okay. No, I'm just like at least two. Because I bought one for Nick and I know Stephanie and Ryan bought one for him. So whatever. He's hoarding them. Yeah. So here we are. Megan I don't even know what to call this. A fucking hot mess. Yeah, actually, that's a really good name. A hot it. mess. Mm-hmm. A hot mess that's, express. That's how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm sweating <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> the alcohol certainly doesn't help. No, and it's not that hot. It's not that hot, but it doesn't mean that I'm not sweating. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Oh, this is what the straw was for. Yep. Before we left the house, B grabbed a straw, and I was like, what kind of night are we having I in the pod shed, B? A nice little... Hey, listen, whatever gets the job done, although that is a very long straw for what I'm talking about. You have to really have some (laughs) nose power behind it. All right. I'm curious. Okay, ready? Uh Uh-huh. Delicious. Right? It's not bad. So let's cheers. Cheers. Yay, for another hot mess express. This is another surprise. It's not terrible. It's pretty good. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm like, is it just me? Like I said, I've been drinking a lot this week. So. 
Like, did I burn away all my taste buds? No, no. It tastes good. It's nice and refreshing. Mm-hmm. A little hint of... Because what tea is that? Okay. I was... This is a strawberry. I was going to say, because it has a hint of berry. So, all right. So let me break it down for everyone. I've got a shot of regular vodka. Let's say another shot of white wine. A good chug of the strawberry hard seltzer truly tea mm-hmm. and then a, a little splash. a splash of strange beast hard kombucha watermelon sea salt and lime listen it sounds can i have just a sip of that and see what yeah, it tastes of like of course That's disgusting. <laughs> that tastes like a garden. Well, it looks like a garden on the can. It literally tastes like if I went out into your garden and grabbed a, <laughs> a random leaf and just started chewing on it. You know? But hey, if you're into it. And once again, I brought it hoping it would have color. And it definitely does not. No, I think, I think the tea has the, truly, the color. Yeah, the truly tea has the but color. But listen, isn't kombucha... Kombucha? I sound like such <laughs> white trash. Ain't kombucha healthy Ain't for you? Kombucha. <laughs> Kambuchi. Um, Isn't it isn't it supposed to be healthy? For, are we being healthy right now? I guess because like the fermenty, yeasty, I don't know. <laughs> I always knew that being yeasty was healthy. I say watch us end up with urinary tract infections. <laughs> don't even get me started on Survivor because apparently. Mm. So I follow an ex-Survivor on Tickety Talkety. She's one of the newest Survivors. Another TikTok moment. She talks about how one of the biggest problems that they don't talk about on Survivor is how many UTIs and yeast infections the women get. Do they have toilet paper? No. Yeah. So of course you're going to get a urinary. And then you're also just in the dirt. They're always well, in there. I always how thought is that they're it, not more pink eye. Well, as we know, Bailey, pink eye is not from that. Pink eye is like boogers out your nose yeah. or out your eyeballs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're always in like these dirty bathing suits just rolling around on the fucking ground and stuff. And yeah. I always think if I were to go on Survivor for various reasons, I feel like I would just come in like biker short, like right. bike shorts. Sand spandex. anywhere near my vagina is not okay. And it's not even just sand. They're like, it's like that dirt, yeah. like that silty mm-hmm. dirt, nope. gross. Mm-mm. And also like. I mean, I guess you could get lasered, but us brunette girls, like, you know, no. you're only going to get so long before it's going to get real PG-13 up in here. Absolutely. And it just feels like I would be so much more comfortable in a spandex short yes. situation. Mm-hmm. Except for sweating. But yeah, either way. Yeah, but you're going to be sweating and, and no matter what. Gonna, and that's going to help with chafing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you, girl. All right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, sweaty, chafy, hot girl problems. Ooh, it's hot girl, girl summer in yeah, the pot right. Hot. What, what's the song? Hot girl bummer. Oh, yeah. Okay, so remember, I did the 1996 in Cold Blood. Which, and I didn't want to give it away, but I actually applaud this after learning about how the family felt about Truman Capote's in Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. Like, is this also based on the book, though? Oh, it's very accurate to your story. To my story, but I'm asking, did they base it on Truman Capote's book? I would assume so. Oh, okay. I just don't want, I don't want to give Truman Capote too much credit because it sounds like he kind of, uh, I don't know. Anywho. I didn't go that deep into it. All right. Let's do it. Can you, do you want to guess? 1996. Are they now today a big celebrity? For us. Oh no. Tony Shalhoub. Close. Oh. 
It's Sam Neill. It's Dr. Grant. Yes, King. Let's go. So as soon as playing I, an American, eh? As soon as I saw him on the cover. Oh, d- decision was made. Uh, done. Right. <laughs> the fact that I didn't have to watch another bougie yeah. 1960s. Truman Capote who? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, Sam Neill, Dr. Grant. Come I'm on. In. Come through, doctor. So I'm going to refer to his character as Agent Grant or Agent Alan Grant. As you should. <laughs> Alan! <laughs> I was trying to do a Laura Dern. No, I got it. I totally got it. <laughs> Oh, man. Good times. And then there's going to be another surprise. Hey, I can't wait. It's Laura Dern, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That would have been. It's their big reunion. <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, we open in a church at what I would assume is a typical Sunday service. And the camera is focusing on the Clutter family. They're sitting at the front row. And over their shoulder, we see Dr. Grant. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's sitting with his wife in the background. And while all this is happening in another undisclosed location, we just happen to see men getting ready for a hanging. So what is this called? Foreshadowing? Yeah. That's like a movie term. Is right? it the actual hanging of our of our murderers? Yeah. Then it's not foreshadowing. Oh. That's just them jumping back and forth. Well, I mean, it's not they're like they're testing it. Like they're doing it with a potato sack type of a thing. Like No, I know, ready. but they're getting ready for the people who killed the clutter family. Yeah. yeah, no, foreshadowing is more like when something symbolic happens at the beginning that then you can tie in later. Okay. So like um if a kid drowns at the end of the or at some point in the movie a kid drowns and the movie opens with like the mom and kid watching a fucking cat Mm. stuck in a river that would be foreshadowing gotcha okay but either way so we're seeing them prepare for the hanging okay but i don't know what's going on i'm like okay interesting that we go from church to a hanging yeah well you know i'm gonna note this was very important to me friday november 13th yes Yes. 1959, we see Perry Smith being woken up. Which would be right, because yeah. they drove on November 14th, which was a Saturday, and they killed the family November 15th. Hey, hey, Another hey, surprise. Hey, hey. A Friday the 13th surprise, our favorite kind. Mm-hmm. Perry is being woken up at his motel by Dick, who's very excited at this job opportunity that he heard about. Job opportunity. <laughs> yeah. From his cellmate. And um, it's all the 10,000 cash, which would have been somewhere between like 80 to 90 grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to paint a picture of each of these boys because they do. Ooh, I would love to see if it matches up. Yeah. They do some weird back and forth shit where like people close their eyes and like have memories and whatever. And you know how much I love that. Oh, yeah. So here's Perry. Perry comes off as sensitive. Mm-hmm. educated mm-hmm. he's artistic he writes music he sings he yeah. plays the guitar he's reading all the time lots of poetry he's constantly correcting dick's grammar yeah that's perry mm-hmm. and um i thought you were gonna be physical descriptions for some reason okay keep going oh no that's gonna happen too okay um so we see in a flashback that his mom took off with him 
she got herself into some shit. I don't know if she got herself killed, if she got shot or mm-hmm. whatever, but he ends up in an orphanage. Yeah. Which really fucks with him. Yeah, this is all true. Yep. He has issues with wedding himself. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, And like, I guess he like comes in and out of like these weird episodes because when he has these memories, Dick's like, bro, like you're having one of those daydreams again, like come back to earth. Yeah, he's like a little bit of PTSD. Like it's a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does have an addiction to aspirin because he has a really hard time walking because of a motorcycle accident that he got in. Okay. Um, and I feel like that was Dick. No, Dick got into a car accident oh, okay. that fucked up his face. Yeah, and because he used to be super handsome and then his face got all jacked. Correct. Yeah, so... Perry has a hard time walking like he's all fucked up from a motorcycle accident. He does not drink alcohol. He's addicted to aspirin. Weird addiction. Dick is a real fucking dick. Yeah. And he drinks vodka with pop all day, all night. Look, what are you going to do? I know. Uh Uh-huh. He has like a lopsided face from his accident. But if I remember correctly, Dick had just a fine, like he had a normal... Good childhood. He had a great childhood. Right. His mom swears up and down that it's Perry's fault. Of course. That Dick's gone through any of this. Yeah. So anyways, all of that is true. I didn't get too in. I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't Mm -hmm. get too into them because at the end of the day, I was like, you know, who cares about them? (laughs) But (laughs) but B is giving you guys a good rundown. And then, of course, our girls. what, What was it? Insight. Yeah podcast they go really hard into their backgrounds and all of that stuff so Mm -hmm. and i will say that um it's important to note that throughout the whole movie dick is a womanizer he's the perviest of pervs any woman he sees he's trying to touch her make her feel uncomfortable take advantage of her well you got to be a special prostitutes piece of shit to like sex workers sex workers to admit to cops after like there's no need for him to admit this. Mm-hmm. He's already getting locked up for this shit. For him to then go out of his way to explain that he really has a thing for young girls. Mm-hmm. It's like, how big of a piece of shit you got to be, my dude? Yeah. All right. So now that that's taken care of, we have a clear picture of who our main players are, right? Mm-hmm. The two men are at like a corner market, you know, getting the use. What would you get at the market? Well, apparently vodka and pop. Right? Exactly. No, they're getting snackies, plastic clothes, a hunting knife. I thought you were being dead serious. Uh, No. (laughs) I was trying to think of what snacks you get in the 50s. I'm like, what do you even get in the 50s? You know, typical weekend supplies. Do you think the 50s, what do you think it was? Like jerky and like, what do you think they had? Bubble gums? They didn't have trail mix in the 50s. That's like a 90s thing. 50s would be like bubble gum. Bubble gum for sure. And um, I don't know why I picture jerky being a thing. I don't. I, that's why I'm like, they can have jerky. They didn't they have like have chips, mix? did they? I'm sh- I don't know. Okay. Peanuts. They're getting peanuts. <laughs> Again, trail mix. Yeah, but it's not trail mix yet. M&M's <clears throat> okay. haven't been invented. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so while they're doing that, everyone else in town is attending a school play. And, of course, the lead of the play. Nancy. Is, yes. Yes. Nailed it. And the crowd is her boyfriend, played by <gasps> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Can I tell you I was going to guess Ryan Reynolds? What? Oh, I'm when, so upset I didn't ask. When it was. No, I was going to guess him okay. for Dr. Grant. When you were like, 
But then what threw me off was when you said for us. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, who would have been acting back then and is a big celebrity now? And then uh-huh. you said for us. And yes. I'm like, oh, no, Ryan Reynolds it's is a big everybody. celebrity for everybody. Yeah. No. No, he was my first guest. He's a baby. He's so cute. This was like back in um, Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place days. Yes. And so he's the boyfriend. Is this when he was with Alanis? Maybe. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> when he was engaged to Alanis uh-huh. Morissette. But let me give my shameless plug. Episode okay. four. Sharpen your axe. Whoa. Your That's right, baby. Uh, apparently, the relationship is sour because the Clutter family is Methodist Christian, which I guess is the most hardcore of the Christian. <laughs> We're right? talking to the wrong people. And his family is Catholic. Wow. They can't get married. So the dad. They got beef. Like. What's the point of dating if you can't see things out? Yeah. But again. Hear me out, guys. Run off to Vegas and say fuck them all. Right. Um, something is off with the mom. Okay. It's never discussed, but it seems almost like social anxiety. Okay. So like when they're at the performance and everything's done and everyone's clapping she's standing and clapping like while everyone else is leaving or like sitting back down <laughs> like uh <rain> it <laughs> in, girl. and at dinner um people are like complimenting the daughter on her performance and she's just like on another planet she's like gazing off hear me out pain pills of, of course if she be. has the back pain yeah, Maybe it's she's never, doped up. no one is ever accusing her of anything. It's never brought up, but she's definitely kind of off in a way. Okay. Alrighty. So now, Saturday the 14th, Dick and Perry are loading up a car. They sound like detectives from like the 1940s. Oh, Dick and Perry. And they've got the shotguns now. Talking about how easy the job's going to be. Just a quick in and out. It's going to set them up for life. You know. For nothing. life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Perry suggests to Dick that they do something to cover the eye. Because of. Oh, right. right? So that's where all that ties in. At the River Valley Farm, home to the Clutter family. We see Herbert being kind to fucking everyone, all the people working, Mm -hmm. the boy who delivers the newspaper. Mm -hmm. His family adores him. Right. Like. He's the best. Incredible. Dick and Perry are at a gas station and they go over the hand-drawn map of where they will be finding the safe full of cash. And since neither has any idea how to crack a safe... Mm. they're like well we'll just have to wake mr clutter up it's a great fucking plan right i mean it's not bad <laughs> if there was actually a safe right and you weren't you didn't have murderous intentions mm-hmm. putting on a mask or putting on something on your face and waking him up and telling him to open the safe isn't the worst plan yeah so but also you could just like probably get a job you right. know <laughs> <laughs> so we watch as the family back at the ranch is turning in for the night the son sneaks out for a smoke the daughter's in <gasps> Kenyon uh-huh. oh my god the daughter's in her room right and do they mention the older two at all that he has two older daughters that no longer live in the house okay yes. mm-hmm. um how much she loves her boyfriend and I'm like girl same <laughs> and then the two robbers pull up 
and they like slowly creep up the driveway because it's like a gravel driveway of course Mm -hmm. nice long one leads to the farm Mm -hmm. and we see the mom sleeping in her separate bedroom and she like gets startled like she hears the noise but like when she looks out she doesn't see anything and she's just like hmm that's odd also one of the people that like works on the farm also lives on the farm yeah and his baby's sick yeah and there he and his wife are like taking shifts all night long up with their baby and they think they hear something but i mean we're parents we know what it's like to have a sick kid you're delirious yeah and the kid won't stop fucking screaming yeah if you haven't slept like you can be hearing anything. You don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, there's some I don't I don't know if it's a sick kid, but there is something about this in real life too that I didn't mention about no. the person, the farmhand who lives there. So because of this, because of like the mom waking up and like the baby crying and everything, Perry's like, mm, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. Like now that we're here, I don't feel comfortable. And he's the smart one. Right. And Dick he's is like, the hothead. I was under the impression that like there weren't going to be any witnesses we were just going to get in and out and now look at all these people involved this just seems really fucking crazy yeah but dick has his way of convincing him and they go upstairs and they look around for or no i guess the office was downstairs so they go downstairs and they look around for the safe and they come up with nothing yeah and then they go upstairs, wake him up. And so this is where things get interesting. So the reason they take the dad downstairs to the basement is to tie him up to question him mm-hmm. about the safe. Okay. Right. That's why he was tied up in the movie. Okay. And when he can't come up with anything, they slit his throat and the whole thing. I don't remember him being shot. I think I just remember him being well, in the Medium article, they didn't say this in the podcast. The Medium article also mentioned something about him being tortured. And because I didn't see that in Wikipedia or on the podcast, I didn't mention it. Because I'm like, where did they get that from? And it is kind of briefly mentioned by Dr. Grant. <laughs> yeah. So maybe um, maybe he was tied up and tortured for like info. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Okay. So they also drag the boy down there and same thing with the pillow because like Perry is trying to reassure him like wants him to be comfortable before he then shoots him to kill him like it's gonna be okay son like everything's gonna be fine and then oh my lord Mm -hmm. um he does have to we'd see him have to pull dick off Nancy oh okay Mm -hmm. and um we don't see who kills Nancy or the mom yeah, that's because that was it's still disputed because uh-huh. we still don't know the answer to uh-huh. that because yeah. they both point the fingers at each other. And so we don't actually know. Right. OK, so now it's morning and we have the friends of Nancy. Yep. Coming to see what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Assuming they must have slept in. They would never miss church. This is so bizarre. Um, When they go to the door, they knock. No answer. But the door is unlocked. So they walk in. The two girls walk upstairs and all we hear is a scream. Yeah, I bet. We don't see anything. And so finally we're like, 
halfway through. It's like two and a half hours, I think, total. And we finally... The miniseries? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we have Agent... Uh, it's the KBI. Yeah. The Kansas Bureau. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, thank you for telling me that, because I read KBI, and I didn't know what it was, yeah, I, so I, I, had I just to, didn't. I had to find out. I was out. like, okay, KBI, whatever. Yeah. Just... You know. It's Dr. Grant. I had to put respect on I that know. shit. He's Kansas. <laughs> and in Peaky Blinders, he plays like a big guy in the like England's version of the FBI. Mm-hmm. So he's playing all kinds of investigators. Uh, and while inspecting the house, he comes across Nancy's room first. Finds the blood splatter on the headboard, her stuffed animal, picture of a horse journal it's awful next up we see mom tied by the hands and feet also shot lying in bed mm-hmm. and according to the facts given by dr grant the father took the most abuse yeah and he was also the only one to have his throat slit yep. which was awfully aggressive there was no sign of sexual assault and they found boot prints, but they chose not to release that to the public. They, That's good. Mm-hmm, they kept that to themselves. Mm-hmm. He makes it very clear that this is the worst thing he's ever seen in of his course. entire career. Of course. Bureau. Like, hands down. And then on top of it, he knows the guy from of course. church. Like, and he's highly esteemed, loves him, whole thing. Dick and Perry, meanwhile, are living life as normal. Like, nothing happened because, according to the papers, police have fucking nothing. Right? So, they're just going on. No clues. No motive. Living their lives. Cops are trying to pin the murder on the worker who lived in the trailer. Uh Uh-huh. But same thing I was saying earlier. Like, he has a sick kid. He was fucking delirious. He has no idea what's going on. Right. What's he going to gain by killing the person who employs him and gives him a house and puts food on his table? For real. And the family. Like, it's just, it's so dumb. And then when they rule him out, it's off to Ryan Reynolds um, because of the relationship. But it's obvious. Like, you could see how upset he is. He gains nothing from the killing. It's just, it doesn't make sense. So they're like, fuck. So Dick and Perry feeling like they've gotten away with murder head to Mexico. Assholes. Right. In a car, Perry has time to think about what they've done and it's not sitting right with him. And he tries to talk to Dick about it. Gets real heated. Like, don't fuck this up for us. And this is the point where we see the guy in prison, Floyd, listening Like, if anyone has information about anything that could do with the Clutter family, please come forward. Yes. So he gets Dr. Grant to come out and, you know, tries to get a deal or whatever and tells them about his time spent on the ranch. And he says that he did release this to Dick while they were in a cell together, but there's no way Dick was smart enough to pull this off on his own. Mm-hmm. He needed the help of Perry. So now they've got the names, but this is like a convicted felon. So who the fuck? Right. Yeah. No one cares. And he's trying to get something out of it. Yeah. So they can't use it, but at least they have something. So they go to question Dick's parents. But again, like I mentioned earlier, 
they think highly of him, except for the fact that he's been writing bad checks in their name that they can't fucking afford to pay. But, you know, he's still their baby and it's all Perry's fault. So then they say that the boys were heading for Fort Worth or no Fort Scott because Perry's sister lived there and apparently owed him money. Oh, perfect. Okay. So back in Mexico, Dick and Perry have blown all their cash. They're having to sell shit like their car, Perry's guitar. They have no bad checks to write at this point, and they're going at each other at each other's throats. So they decide to pack it up and head back to the States. Yeah. So on Tuesday, January 5th, 1960, they're back to business stealing a car somewhere in Kansas. And they, Why would you go all the way back to Kansas? Right. And they know it's a fucking ballsy move. They talk about. Just leave Kansas alone. There's 49 other states. Right. They know it's a bad fucking idea. They've got warrants out for their arrest for breaking their parole, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's familiar territory. I guess I would be working in Alaska at that point. I know. Well, I guess you can't cross borders because they went to fucking Mexico. Mexico's different. And we know it. Canada is not going to let you in if you're a well, no, wanted Canada felon. doesn't even want us when it's OK. So, yeah. Yeah. OK. So next they hit up Perry's dad. But he's pretty much a fucking outlaw himself. So he's not going to do shit to help them. But he does kind of tell them, like, the boys are inseparable. They're most likely traveling together. And if they're not around here, they're going to be heading to Vegas. Because that's basically where Perry calls home. Okay. And so as soon as the two boys, the robbers, head back to where Perry would usually stay at some motel in Vegas, the KBI is already there. The KBI. (laughs) And they're fucking ready. And they arrest the boys on the spot. I love this, the KBI. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. Graham, the KBI. So while Dick is a great storyteller with lots of details, um, Perry's a horrible liar. And Agent Grant can see right through him. Not, of course he can. Right? It's Dr. Alan Grant. Oh, uh, he's having none of it. They present the shoe prints found at the scene. And at that point, Dick crumbles. He starts to cry. He tries to pin everything on Perry. God, he really brings the team down. All right. He is really dead weight. It's fucking Dick Hickok. <laughs> and that's why that's your name, asshole. While being transport- transported in a separate vehicle... Agent Grant tells Perry about Dick trying to pin the whole thing on him. And at first, Perry's like, "Mm, I don't want to believe you. But he also knows that Dick's a piece of shit. So he's like, eh, all right. So here's what really happened that night. Oh, shit. According to Perry, after he pulled Dick off of Nancy, he was the one who did everything. He tied the family up. He left the women upstairs. He took the boys downstairs. And that... At this point, though, during the first confession, he claims that even though he tied everybody up or whatever, he killed the two boys, the husband, the dad, 
right? And then the son, and that dick killed the mom and the daughter because Perry refused to kill women. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's for now. But five years later, in Kansas State Penitentiary, he's requested Alan Grant to come and see him. <laughs> So he can make changes to this confession where he takes full responsibility for killing all four of the family members. Okay. Because Dick couldn't do it. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I was going to be like, what a bitch. Or but not. it's like, that's not a, no, it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing that you can't kill people. <laughs> right. So, and he said it was important that Dick's family know. Because even though Dick's family. Yeah. It's going to be something about his mom. Talked a lot of shit about Perry. Perry's like. Dick's family was better to Dick throughout his whole life than my family ever was to me. And I just think that they should know that their son's not a killer. Perry said something about his mom. He's like, his mom is a sweet, Mm -hmm. sensitive woman. And she needs to know that. Blah, 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 blah. Really? Does she know that uh, he wants to fuck 12 year old girls? Exactly. I mean, Nancy was 16, but he talked about that he liked them as young as like 12. He was a womanizing piece of shit. He took advantage of anything with a fucking pussy and just went after it gross dick's last words i don't have any hard feelings you're sending me to a better place than this ever was before he shook everyone's hand and yeah what? yeah he shook everyone's hand and then went up and got i mean it's hungeth. pretty it's pretty gangster mm-hmm. and then perry per is a little bit more well-spoken it would be meaningless to apologize for what i did even appro- inappropriate, but I do. I apologize. And both men executed, which is what we saw at the beginning of the movie. And I will say, Perry, apology not fucking accepted. And that's You're what right. He's saying. Yeah, inappropriate. He's like, he's like, I don't care what you have to say. Mm-hmm. How about don't, that? Mm-hmm. Don't care. Yeah. Asshole. I know. So. All right, great job, B. And I think they did a fucking great job. Okay. Right? I I don't think they did the mom as dirty. I feel like I know, it, I think a couple decades went by and they're like we got to tone down. And I feel like it stuck close to what you Definitely. Yeah. And and it had a lot of details that I left out cuz mm-hmm. I'm me and I always leave those details fucking out, but mm-hmm. like I said that podcast they go into it and like the article I read didn't go as deep into it, but you know, those are definitely and it, things that were out there. It absolutely did have the insurance stuff. I chose to leave that out. Oh, look at us. Um, Put us together and you have the whole story. Yeah. And then in one of Herb's flashback moments, you need to... <gasps> Bailey? You're fine. I'm going to cry. You're fine. Look at me. You are fine. It is underneath the Sierra Nevada. Guys, I almost died. Yeah. I almost got attacked by a spider. Another surprise. Surprise. <laughs> surprise cast. The worst surprise of all time. Uh-huh. How big was it? Big. More big. Yeah. Too big for you. <laughs> big and black. <laughs> so just Are you going to kill me. it afterwards? I'll try. Oh, wow. That's We're going to have to whack at that with some shoes and shit. And there's ants. The ants are everywhere. Ants are taking over our town. I know, but I didn't realize that there was ants this whole time. Yeah. No, ants are They're probably eating my Skittles. (gasps) Assholes. Those are my emergency low blood sugar Skittles. (sighs) Anyways. So how many uh, knives do you give it? I'm going to give it a three only because it was slow. Okay. Right. Fair enough. It wasn't like on your toes. Like, ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah. But they did a great fucking job. It's a 
Dr. Alan Grant. And Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds. I what mean, do you want? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I almost just, I lost my life. I know. I cannot believe it. So just so you know, right, you're sitting right here. Your head only goes about that far. It only came right below the sign before it crawled back in. And I was like, what if, ah! it, what if it would have dropped down on its stupid it, butt web? It, <gasps> I just thought it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's okay, huge. stop. Be- stop. I, I can't stop anything. Hold, I'm going to panic. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to go. Ah! I'm literally I'm not I am not exaggerating when I say I'm hyperventilating you guys okay. I was not prepared for how quick it is that was I'm prepared for the size of it I'm not prepared for the quickness <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> okay fuck. we have to be calm we have to sneak up on it <gasps> oh my god Bailey's the most gangster person ever Watch it's disappeared. <laughs> I see something shriveled up on the floor. Jesus, Lord. Like, don't move. Just in case, let me hit. Oh, well, it's probably, there's probably nothing there, but go ahead. They're solitary animals. They have babies that multiply into like the bajillions. Oh, my God. I've never been more scared in my life. I feel like... <laughs> It's like a much more intense haunted house. Like, you know that um, relief you get afterwards? Anywho, I can't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What a good time. Yeah. So three knives for that. Fantastic. What's your look of the week? Uh, so three knives, three looks. What? Oh, my Lord. Put me to work. I know. We don't have to, but I did bring each of the looks for the cover of... The movie, I guess. I don't know. You tell the me. The miniseries or the movie? The miniseries movie. <laughs> <laughs> the mini movie series. The mini movie series. Here, look. So it's got the name. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm going for? Yeah. Yeah. So I figure if you could. <laughs> How am I supposed to Photoshop all three of you? Well, even if we just take three separate pictures and you do like the little tile collage. Yeah, that'll be good enough. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I want to say that they do have, it took them like decades to get it, which is kind of weird. Um, But they have a Clutter Family Memorial in Holcomb. I don't know why it took so long, but a big, like a per- the person that was like really pushing for it and was kind of behind getting the m- memorial was Bob Rupp, a.k.a. Nancy's boyfriend. Oh. And to this... I'm like, that name sounds familiar. And to this day, Bob is the person who goes out and cares for Mm. the memorial. He cleans it and takes care of it. So shout out to Bob. We knew you were a good guy, Bob. So did Herb. That's why he let you come over. Absolutely. Awesome. So we'll do a, a trifecta of looks. And you can see that on THC Podcast on Instagram. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't know, but do you want to talk about Twitter? Oh, no. Okay. We're fine. <laughs> and well, we got a shout out on Twitter that we were really excited about. But just to let you guys know, Instagram is really the place to Where connect with us. Because yeah. I don't know how Twitter works at all. Anyways. Um, have you watched any Married at First Sight? Nope. No. 
I haven't done anything. We've been reading and we've oh. been reading and going to work. Okay. And getting ready for summertime. Ugh. Oh. And that's it. And graduating fifth grade and end of the year stuff and for sure. A play. My daughter was in the Odyssey, so that took up a lot of time. Had to buy a toga last minute. Oh. Yeah. And f- for living in a college town, you can't just buy a toga anywhere here. No. I had to get it down in the bay over Memorial Day. Okay. Anywho, so that's all we've been up to. Uh, I think we take a break next week, right? Because you're At out a of town. Wedding. Yep. Good call. So we let's let's look at the calendar real quick. Does that take us to the end <laughs> of June? And then it's Father's Day. Well, it doesn't mean that we're taking a break. I don't know. So I think our next episode will be Father's Day. Okay. So we'll have to come up with a Father's Day episode. Yep. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Next week works to take a break anyways because it's also my son's birthday. Mm-hmm. Which you're missing out as we've talked about. I know. The inflatable s- pool slide. Correct. Um, so yeah, we'll come up with a good Father's Day episode. And then after that is our one year anniversary episode and That's my birthday episode. Crazy. Yep. I can't. It was very smart of us to do this on my birthday so we never forget when our anniversary because otherwise I, we would totally forget when our anniversary absolutely. was. We We've already thought it was our anniversary. I feel like <laughs> January, we're like, it feels like our one year anniversary. It's nuts. Um, it it feels right now in the pod shed like it's our one year anniversary because this is how it felt when we started the fucking thing. Yep. Hot as balls. Hot as balls. So, yeah, we have some fun things in the works for the one year anniversary. But before that, we got to get to Father's Day. So while B's out binge drinking with strangers that yep. she doesn't even know at a wedding. Correct. I'll be coming up with a Father's Day episode. Love it. And if you want to see pictures of this week's case and B's look of the week, we're THC podcast on Instagram. If you have a minute, if you could leave us a five star review um, or there's something Apple, you click a bell. I don't know. And to also leave us a comment on how to do that. Nobody's done that yet because we don't know. But seriously, a, a review, a five stars, a bell clicking, whatever that is, helps the podcast. We really appreciate it for the people who have done it, for the people who have left comments and left tweets. We appreciate you. I am personally get back to you. B sees it. I show her all the time. So thank you so much for the interaction. We love it. We gush over it. We love you. And we will see you next time. Get me the fuck out of this podcast. Ah, It's moving.